Welcome, everybody, to part two of our Week 10 NFL preview of the podcast. We run through our quick picks for the NFL slate this week, and we also finally have arrived. The moment you've all been waiting for, we finally get to talk college basketball. Hagen's been waiting all year long for this. We just can't wait. We make our Elite Eight picks, um, some picks that will probably come back to haunt us in the future, and we finish up with DraftKings. Thank you for joining us on the journey. But first, we are going to turn it to our buddy. Happy birthday this week, Tanner. Tanner Giles. Everybody, we are back for part two of the week 10 NFL picks we're making this week. We're going to jump right into our quick picks for the week. Hagen, why don't you lead us off with the games? I know we start off with a few barn burners around the NFL. Um, we got to talk a little bit about some of the high headliner games, but what are some of the, the lesser known games folks might not be keying in on this week? Good call. I, I always go in just chronological order of whatever time is going to go on. So if we start off with a few barn burners, I'm sorry. But mm. Atlanta, who are four and four versus Dallas Cowboys, who are six and two. Who do you have in this game? I have a hard time picking the Cowboys again, the way they made me look just just absolutely foolish this past week, putting them in my top five. Um We talked a little bit on last pod as well about the Atlanta sports curse maybe being broken. I guess we'll see about that, see whether uh, um, that that becomes official or not. I've got the Cowboys, though, in this game. Good call. Cowboys are a great call. Atlanta, I I have to give Young Koku the MVP award for last last week's game for him for the for the Falcons for the Falcons Saints game. (laughs) Just just that single game. He got the the award. Uh, Wow. Not even Cordero Patterson either. That's no shocking. That's an upset pick right there. Young Koku was clutch for them. So shocking pick. Even with that, I'm, I'm fading my boy Cordero Patterson, fading okay. Young Koku, going with okay. the Cowboys. Bounce back game after that pitiful loss to the Broncos. Yeah, man, we'll talk a little bit more about the Broncos, but maybe maybe they're not frauds like we originally anticipated. We'll see. We'll see this week. Let's move on to our next game here. Uh, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 2-6, and six, versus the Colts, who are 4-5. and five. This is a real heavy hitter game, Scott. What are you thinking in this one? I just have zero words for the the experience that has been the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I I just can't put a finger on anything about them and how they were somehow able somehow able to win nine to six for, for who I thought was the best team in the league this past week. Um, Jonathan Taylor might be the best player in the NFL though right now the way he's playing for the Colts. So I'm uh, I'm taking the Colts. No questions asked. No questions asked. Just so you know, ever since the whole Urban Meyer scandal, the Jaguars are two and two. They are yeah. five, sitting 500. So don't count out Urban yet. Maybe that was a, a good thing for the team. Maybe he did it for the team. Not counting him out yet. But this week, <laughs> I, I definitely I, team sacrifices at that bar in Ohio. It's all that can be said about him. Urban was just doing it for the team. I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Colts. something to rally around against him. Exactly. Giving, giving them something to rally rally around about their disdain for Urban Meyer. A common 
enemy. It's just like the 1998 U.S. hockey team or whatever it was that had that common enemy. I've seen the movie. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I'm going with the Colts as well. It just feels like a game where they're going to be able to run the ball and and have a lot of success there. Like you mentioned, let's move on to our next game here. It's the third game in our picks or in our quick picks. Buffalo, who's five and three versus the New York Jets, who are two and six. Oh, maybe a little bit of upset alert this this week again. I would. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bring out the sound effects, baby. They're back for they're back for part two. I will not be uh, be calling upset alert myself, but the Bills do like to play down to their competition for whatever reason this year. They played down to the Jags, obviously, losing this past week. Um, they also played down to the Steelers at the beginning of the week, at the beginning of the year. I, I kind, of, you kind of forget about that. But I've, I've got the Bills, regardless uh, if Zach Wilson's playing or uh, Mike White. or I, I mean, is Mike White even going to be back? No, I think Mike White just sits out the, the rest of the season no matter what, just to try to get some backup contract anywhere. I think it happens. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Don't, don't play another down. If you're Mike white, just like leave, like just, just leave with money on the table, knowing maybe you'll still be able to, to make a good contract eventually. It just leaves that benefit of the doubt. Like, could Mike white be a starter? Like, Oh, I'll sign him. Yeah. Like absolutely. You should be his agent. Honestly, that's the, <laughs> the, the Matt Flynn, uh, the Matt Flynn rule of Ooh. the past, like 10 years ago. Remember Matt Flynn had that game for the Packers where he had like six touchdowns. Yeah. And then, and then he went to the, the Seahawks and never had to play again. I, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, I think of Matt Castle. True. He Although had, but then Matt Castle went to the Chiefs and became a starter and it was. Yeah. Wasn't good. I know. So I, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I, Matt Castle's just the backup in my opinion for Tom Brady. I don't know why that is, but. Uh, yeah, or, I, I mean, Colt McCoy just made himself. He's going to be good for another 15 years if he wants. Colt McCoy's. Colt McCoy's got to be the best backup in the NFL, right? He should be the best starter in the NFL the way he played last (laughs) week. He's the best backup, the worst starter if he was a starter. But uh, I'm taking the Bills too. The Jets just don't seem like they have it all together, even though the Buffalo Bills have had some struggles. I think they're still a much better team. Uh, let's, Let's move on to our next game here. This is This is a very interesting game. This is actually... My game of the week? No, it's not. It is. I, I'll talk about it. Down. I had this as my game of the week. Tampa Bay, who's six and two, first Washington, oh. who's two and six. Oh, I was looking at a different game. Okay. You're nah, looking nah. at a different game. I got them out of order. I can tell okay. you're already looking at a different game. Okay. This is my I... game of the week. Washington football team is hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This this game last year was an intense game. And it feels like Taylor Heineke's been struggling a lot lately. So Taylor Heineke's due for one of those just massive games. He's going <laughs> to have a, a, a cocaine Heineke, Heineke's going to have a coming out performance against this Buccaneers weaker defensive uh, uh, backs there. I'm going with the, I'm going with the Washington football team in my game of the week. Statistically, it only makes sense, right? That like when you have like 10 straight bad weeks, you're just due for a good week at some point, right? He's got to have one good one. This is going to be it. I can feel it. Man, I, I will not be uh, predicting that by any means. But if, if it does happen, I will cherish every moment of it, <laughs> of the cocaine Heineke experience. 
if it weren't to happen against anyone, it would probably be against Tom Brady. So I, I'm exactly. going. I'm going with the Buccaneers. The Bucks were the real winner of last week, uh, like I talked about. Um, and here's here's something crazy for you. Have we ever seen a player player's odds be boosted to win the MVP after not playing a game in the NFL? <laughs> because Tom Brady probably not. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's odds now went up from being like third or fourth in the MVP. MVP voting to tied for first after not even playing a snap. Wow. Yeah. So he's now tied for Josh Allen with uh, the best odds to win MVP. So, and he didn't even have to, to suit up on game day. So that just goes to show you where uh, Tom Brady's at in his career. You got to love it. I, yeah. You're, you're probably going with the better pick. I'm going with one of those wild picks with, with the football team here. You're riding the cocaine express. I am. I am riding the cocaine Heineke express, man. Wow. I'm riding it. I it's let me let me know how it is. Well, let next me, week when know, I have when that's my one loss. Runs out or not. <laughs> when that's my one work. loss next week, I'll let you know how that was. Uh <laughs> let's just move. pray his just pray his dealer hasn't run out of stock, is all I'll tell you. Oh, I'm hoping. Let's yeah. move on to our next game here, Scooter. Is this your game of the week? Detroit Lions, who are 0-8 versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are five and three. That's why I was laughing so hard, and I thought we had both had the same game of the week. Uh, <laughs> Big Ben dragging the Steelers to five and three doesn't make any sense to me. Sounds like a good time for an L uh, or for a win to uh, versus the 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 winless Lions, but I just can't. I I will never get myself to 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 pick for Cam Dan Campbell, so I gotta stick with the Steelers, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Blitzburg as well. I it just feels like. Big Ben's What's a warrior, man. Patented? I don't know if that's patented. I just kind of came up with it just now. Wow. Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't check the patents. Everyone go on, check the patents there. Check the trademarks. Okay. Um, yeah. But Pittsburgh, you know, with Big Ben, he's going to be a warrior. He's going to fight through every injury he has. Uh, he might I, get injuries this week with the, the biting the kneecaps thing of the Lions. This might actually be the week to, to watch out which could be good for the Steelers. They might have to move on to a better quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. So put, on, put big Ben on your prayer roll for this week. So <laughs> that's all you have to say. Both of us are going Pittsburgh. Let's move on to our next game. It is the four and five Carolina Panthers. Who's returning Christian McCaffrey. Just so you know, you said, don't mm. count on him. He was back last week. I did. Back he was. this week, but he was when the Panthers looked like absolute garbage. garbage. Yep. <laughs> But Sam Darnold, one of my boys, has a shoulder fracture now. So he is questionable for this game. Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals, who are 8-1. and one. I'm guessing both of us are going with the Cardinals? Uh, I, I am slightly more inclined to pick the Panthers because of the Darnold news. I will say that. Wow. Uh, and that might not be a shock to you just because I don't know if I've been lower on a player than I am on Sam Darnold unfortunately it, it's just it, the the experience he's provided this year where it looked like he might be a franchise quarterback those first three <laughs> games to what it's become now is is wild he he's he is absolutely terrible under pressure and the Cardinals proved they can do that this past week even without JJ Watts so I don't know I mean whether whether uh, we get Colt McCoy or 
and uh, PJ Walker, or we get Kyler Murray and Sam Darnold, the, the Cardinals win, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Let's move on to our next game, our penultimate game here. It is the Philadelphia Football Eagles versus the Denver Broncos, who are five and four. I, this is a fun matchup for me. Tell me how you feel about it, though. What I have written down is, will either a team attempt to pass in this game? Because <laughs> probably not. I don't. I don't know if they actually should, honestly, game plan wise. Like the Broncos run the ball really well, is what I noticed watching them versus the Cowboys. They have two great backs. Um, Melvin Gordon is somehow still very good, and Javante Williams is, is a great change of pace for him in that backfield. The Eagles, obviously, we know what they do with with Jalen Hurts. Um, I've got the the Eagles in this game, and I don't feel great about it. But it's just because I I'm clueless about both of these teams. I, the Eagles feel like one of those teams that they feel like they could be the best bad team or the worst good team in the NFL right now. That's that's both of these teams, honestly. Yes, it, it absolutely like another just case of two enigmas. Totally, totally. My my only thing I have here, and why I'm taking this team is the Broncos are undefeated when Jerry Judy plays. So if Jerry Judy plays, the Broncos are going to win. I think he should be in this game. He doesn't have an injury designation right now. Bridgewater really kind of let the cannon loose this last week. He was he threw like a 60-yard pass to Tim Patrick. He, mm-hmm. It wasn't just five-yard slants because he's so dang accurate on those. They really let his cannon loose. I think Denver wins. But like Philadelphia, that's a great pick. I, I was honestly tempted to take them. They're just so weird. I, I can't pick up the Philadelphia Eagles still. It, I don't really think I can pinpoint anything the Eagles do well is the problem when picking the Eagles. No. So I don't feel great about it, but at least we're differing on, a, on one of these picks as well. I do like um, Jalen Hurts, though. I, I yeah. personally like him. He doesn't have the I, best deep ball, but he's a winner. I like those guys. I I know you like those those winners. Um, he doesn't win much enough for me to give him the winner label. <laughs> it's a good call. That's actually a good call, Dan. <laughs> Proving me down already. <laughs> well, let's move on to the last game here. Seattle, who is three and five, versus the Green Bay Packers, who are seven and two. A couple of of uh, injury stuff here. Russell Wilson says he should be able to play. I don't know if that really matters. He has a broken finger. Uh, but yeah, Green- Geno Smith's just as good. It probably wouldn't matter. <laughs> probably wouldn't matter. Geno Smith's <laughs> carried him through this time. Yeah, um, and then Green Bay could be without Aaron Rodgers. The earliest he could return is Saturday. And yeah. so he would be on two weeks without practice, essentially. Would they still run Jordan Love out there? I don't know. Last week, it felt like they could have been in the game. Mason Crosby obviously missed two field goals, and that put a lot more pressure onto Jordan Love to to produce. But their defense played so, so well. I, I, I have the Green Bay Packers, even if Russell Wilson plays. I think their defense right now is playing better than they ever have. So, As much as I'm not a fan of either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers right now, um, let's hope we get to see both of them this week. I don't want to watch Gino versus Jordan Love <laughs> by any any means, any degree. I have the Packers as well. I feel like Aaron Rodgers comes back um, Saturday and he has some sort of 
revenge game that he's been <laughs> plotting. Like the last thing you ever want to see um, if you're an opposing team is Aaron Rodgers motivated by any means. And he's clearly motivated right now by the media. Aaron Rodgers never looks like he has any motivation. So getting him some sort of motivation yeah. is just bad. Bad. It's news. a lot. The last thing he needs, honestly. Yeah. Horrible. Well, th- Scott, that wraps up our quick picks. Let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about your favorite segment. I'm sure college basketball. We'll do a little bit of DraftKings talk and then we'll finish out there. So let's go to our break and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Scooter is going to be taking over college basketball here. He is our expert. He knows everything there is to know about college basketball. Scooter, why don't you lead us out here, man? Oh, don't talk me up too much, Egg, because when it comes bracket time, I am no expert by any means once the, uh, the bracket plays out, and it'll probably be the same this year as well. But I'm just, you know, it's Tuesday night. The, this episode will probably be coming out Thursday night or Friday by the time the listeners get to hear it. But we are in the beginning stages of what's shaping up to be the best college basketball season of all time. And, you know, I would like to hype that up just because sometimes people may not get as excited about college basketball as other sports, but I feel very confident in my belief that this one will be. And that's simply just the case that we have more superstars returning to the sport this year than ever before. Most of the seniors from the past year have opted to come back and play like a super senior year after COVID. So there's all sorts, there's like an overflowing amount of talent um, in college basketball this year. We have the the Champions Classic tonight as we're recording where KU plays Michigan State and Duke plays Kentucky. It's been great basketball on, uh, on both sides of the court from all four teams from what I've caught. Um, some, some years it's not so much that way and college basketball can tend to be kind of a slug fest, kind of a sleeper sport, but I'm excited. I feel like we have a lot to look forward to in a year that I have no idea. Like it, this year is a good, it's a good version of, I have no idea what's going to happen because there's a lot of good teams instead. There's just a lot of bad teams. I like it. I'm excited to dive into it. I'm excited to see what happens, especially with all these quote unquote super seniors. That's what they're calling them. Hey, that's uh, the official term. I, I saw my guy, Mitch Lightfoot from Kansas. He's, uh, he's older than both of both of us combined. I think um, they, they, they put his little ticker name up thing and it said Mitch Lightfoot, super senior. No so, way. I was like, wow. They just absolutely decimated my guy right there. That, that's brutal. But I mean, it's well-deserved. He, I think he is earning his doctorate degree right now. So anyway, I, I tried not watching any games before we recorded. Cause I tried not to uh, get swayed any which way for teams going into our elite eight matchups here, but yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't watch KU either. <laughs> I fasted from college basketball as well. Well, I like it. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start. Let's let's the 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 format, the way we wanted to preview college basketball this year is different than in years past uh, because of the nature of the NCAA tournament. We wanted to to give sort of a, a a futuristic look at what we thought the the bracket might look like at the end of the year. Obviously, predictions go haywire from preseason rankings 
from how teams look at the beginning of the year, there'll be a lot of injuries. I'm sure there'll be a lot of players that don't shape up or pan out the way we think they will. Um, but let's go ahead and start. Why don't we go in a kind of a back-to-back order, give our each of our Elite Eight teams, and let's um, – do we want to go from top to bottom? Do you have a def- definitive order, or do you just have eight teams? I, I don't have an, a, a definitive order. I just looked at my notes, and I take my notes on, like, Excel, and mm-hmm. my final three teams gone. actually are gone. My first five teams are still there, but my final five te- or three teams are, are gone. Uh, so I'm just I'm just going in and writing those real quick, but I do have okay. everybody. I'm I'm ready. Okay. I'm geared up, ready to go. That's good. We're gonna have the first ever elite eight of five teams. Every <laughs> other team will have gotten COVID at that point, probably in the year, and we'll have five left. Oh, essentially, yeah, that's what will happen. Not a bad prediction, honestly. I could see it happening only in totally. college basketball. I mean, just to give a little update on the college basketball landscape while uh, while you're writing that out. Um, I'm, I'm currently watching the Duke-Kentucky game as well as the, the BYU-Cleveland State game. Um, there have been some very close calls and upsets already tonight. Ohio State almost lost to an undefeated or an unranked Akron team. And Houston, last year's Final Four, Cinderella, almost lost as well um, to a unranked Hofstra team, if you can believe they're unranked. Oh. I know it's hard to believe. Um, but, yeah, just – college basketball that's what it'll always be good for there is never a shortage of just like crazy things going on one of the best teams i think in the country this year kentucky almost lost to a a college named miller college in their exhibition game they were down by 10 points at halftime to a school apparently that exists named miller college I guess. i'm a big miller fan yeah yeah Okay, good to know. There's good to know that makes one of us in the pot. Um, <laughs> I think it right. makes one of us in the world. It, it might be like that Bishop Sycamore school that they didn't, <laughs> that we didn't even know if they existed or not. They're like fake DSPN. Miller College seems right. They're probably playing the same division as Bishop Sycamore. Probably, yeah, you're right. All right, well, let's dive into into our Elite Eight predictions. Why don't you go ahead and start with your first team? Okay, my first team that I want off the board, I know a lot of people have Gonzaga being number one. I do not have Gonzaga. I have a different team that's returning all of their starters. They are playing a lot better. I I like their, especially in college basketball, I like having a lot of guards that are really good. I'm going with UCLA, my boy Tiger Campbell, Johnny Juzang. Uh, I I like their team. They're returning all their starters. They're they're playing in a... a good Pac-12 conference this year. I think the Pac-12 conference is going to be really good. And and so I like UCLA. They're my one. They're my one seed, essentially. Your one seed has been snubbed for my Elite Eight completely, whether you believe it or not. I can believe it. UCLA, a trendy trendy pick and well-deserved. I mean, they made the Final Four. They return everybody from that Cinderella team that somehow made the Final Four in the first place. They return Johnny Juzang, uh, Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell, all those guys. They also add a, a top prospect. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think they I think the Mick Cronin magic. I think he used his well up all on last year, <laughs> is all I can say. But I think so, they'll be a great team. Totally could have. I do have a really in depth algorithm that I use to to pick my elite eight teams. Much right. it's much more in depth than the college football playoffs algorithm. Uh, how you use something better than Ken Palm, right? 
Well, I use something better than Ken Palm, better than the committee's uh, picks, <laughs> whatever it is. I, I have a much better algorithm, so I, I'm going with UCLA. I believe it. I didn't, I didn't run the Hagen algorithm, so I might be in trouble. You're missing out. Yeah. Okay, so my first team is going to be Gonzaga. I, I hate to say it, but they are just returning. Probably the best player in college basketball, as much as I don't want to say it, Drew Timmy, um, the, the mustached imposter man himself just so you know i'm growing a mustache just because of timmy i have this dirty mustache going right now and you know what i I see about three hairs on your face and it still (laughs) looks better than drew timmy's so so props to you for pulling it off egg um gonzaga they added the best recruit in college basketball this year and in chet holmgren the man who looks like a human twig himself um he'll be really talented the, the problem with Gonzaga and what would be kind of their Achilles heel is, is they don't have a lot of depth and uh, production from their wings. I, I worry about that spot a lot, a lot for them this year. Yeah. I, so I'll go on to my next number one pick because I have Gonzaga as my next number one seed. Okay. Uh, I, I had on here, Mark few finally got his son on the team. So <laughs> that's a huge, that. that's a huge gift that. for them. Huge. Oh um, but He'll probably start a shooting guard. He probably will, in all honesty. Uh, yeah. And, and that's kind of my knock on Gonzaga. They're going to be great. They're Mark Few-coached team. Uh, but their two best players are going to be bigs. And then I feel like, like you said, their wings and potentially even their guard play might not be super great. So that's my biggest knock on Gonzaga. They're going to be super great down low, but their, their wing and guard play might not be great. But they are a number one seed, in my opinion. So they're yeah. my second number one seed I have there. Yeah, there will be no team in in the West Coast Conference. Uh, BYU struggled. BYU is the main team that can give them problems there, but they don't have the size to match up with with um, Holmgren or Timmy. So they'll probably roll through the WCC and earn a, a, a one seed for sure. The, the thing about them is they might just have to bring David Stockton back for another year of eligibility. <laughs> and if, if, if Mark Fee's son doesn't work out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get David Stockton on the phone, can run the point a little bit for him, play some, uh, he, can, he can be a small two guard for you at 5'10". Oh yeah, maybe. Okay. My, uh, my second number one seed, I'm going to go with Kansas. It's an ho- absolute homer pick, but this is, I will say, after watching 20 plus years of, of KU basketball, this is the most star-studded lineup I've ever seen from a KU team. They have three three players on the All Big Twelve team this year. The only the, the Achilles heel for them will actually be they have questionable depth at big men. Um, they they have a very thin front line. Mitch Lightfoot, like I've like we talked about earlier, it's his his eighth year. He's the the tires are wearing down on Mitch Lightfoot, and he's going to be their first big guy at the bench. So that could potentially cause some problems with some more athletic and and talented big teams. I like it. Kansas is actually my third number one seed. There we go. Guess what? My that. only note I had written down about the Kansas team was obviously they're very good, but I wanted to make a joke about it. I didn't know if you were going to make this joke. Mitch Lightfoot Uh-oh. has to be the oldest player in the NCAA history. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, a fun fact for you too. They have another player. They, they got Iowa State's best player to transfer to them, Jalen Coleman-Lands. Mm-hmm. He is older than Devin Booker. Wow. Devin Booker, who has played seven years in the league, Jalen Coleman-Lands is older than him. That is so wild. 
Yes. And that's why this a little snippet to why this is like going to be my favorite season in college basketball. There's guys here who have no business still playing, you know, yes. it's going to be bizarre. Exactly. And, and that's honestly what went into a lot of my uh, algorithm was upperclassmen. So Kansas gets, go. a, gets a good nod for upperclassmen. Big uh, booth. Mitch Lightfoot skewing the skewing the algorithm. I love it. I, you've got to. I, and I think Marcus Carr, what he's going to do transferring from Minnesota, I think he's going to be awesome. Well, I wish we had him, but he went to Texas. Oh, not Marcus Carr. Who's the Remy that... Martin? Remy Martin. Remy Martin from Arizona you. State. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Remy Martin no. from Arizona State. Commonly got... confused. They both they both have the same skill set. You're good. They they're similar players and and it was just a total transfer mix up there. They're they're chuckers. They they both are just absolute chuckers. So it's a good call. It, honestly, you flip either one on both teams. The the team same, same. The exact same. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same, for sure. All right, so KU's your number three. Yep. Okay, my number three is Texas, where Marcus Carr is currently playing. Texas is just a ragtag team of transfers, but they got some of the best transfers in in all of college basketball, Marcus Carr being one of them. They return Andrew Jones, one of the, the best wings in college basketball. He's coming back as well as uh, Courtney Ramey, another super senior for them. They, they have like, they're like nine or deep, 10 deep as well as Kansas. And they have a brand new coach, maybe the best young coach in, in all of college basketball and Chris Beard. So I, I see them now that they've, they've loosed themselves, loose the chains of Shaka Smart. It only makes sense that Chris Beard gets them to a final four in his first year. Dude, this is so hilarious because I'm just following your number ones with my number one. <laughs> so my fourth number one is Texas. I put, they have a lot of premier guards, uh, not much length on this team, which is quite surprising, but they got one of my guys from Utah, Timmy Allen, who was in my opinion, Utah's best player. They got him to transfer. Like you mentioned, they have a lot of great transfers. Marcus Carver, who played in Minnesota. Uh, I, I think this is going to be an interesting team to watch. Their guard play is going to be incredible but they're my last number one seed in Texas. So great pick. I love your pick there, Scary. There you go, man. I get, I mean, I can't wait till the, uh, none of our teams are one seed. It'll be amazing. <laughs> It'll be amazing. But it, it goes to show there is, there is like a, a pretty good consensus that we're actually going to have some really good teams this year. Mm-hmm. All right. For my fourth one seed, um, I'm going to go with another team loaded with experience and it's going to be the Villanova Wildcats. Okay. You're not grimacing. That means you didn't have them. Um, Villanova has one of my favorite players in, in all of college basketball, Colin Gillespie. He, uh, he got hurt this past year. Um, everybody was convinced he was going to be gone. It was going to be his last time, uh, suiting up playing for college, playing college basketball. And of course the super senior rule strikes, you get one <laughs> of the best players in college basketball back somehow him and Jermaine Samuels, their, uh, their forward will have to carry that team. Um, but I think, I think they'll be really solid. They have all, they always have great depth. They're always well coached. Um, and, and they'll be the, the, the class of the big East this year. I, I like it. I, they were the, this is the first team I haven't had in my elite eight. And it's because I didn't know how, uh, Gillespie was going to come back from that injury or even what his status was. So I, yeah. if, if I would have known that he's like 100%, like going to be the same player he was, he, they would have snuck into my elite eight for sure. It's a fair, it's a fair assumption. You never know how a guy like can return from an injury like that. Um, calling Gillespie's I'm, I'm banking on him being resilient. 
Okay. I like it. That's a great pick. Villanova, obviously very well coached as well. So great pick. Let's move on to my first second seed here. I went with the Kentucky Wildcats. People may be shocked at that. I, the big O is on that team. My guy, the big O Oscar Chibway. And honestly, they have a lot of experience, which is un, un, or not common for a Kentucky team. Uh, Calipari, you know, really has never had that, but they're all, no. they also have a few good young players too. So it will be that good combination of an experienced team with some good young players. So I have Kentucky as my first two seed. I agree. I agree with all your points and I agree with them because they're my, my first two seed. Um, personally so the reason for that is i feel like they have this is the best balance calipari has ever acquired at any point we'll actually get to see how good of a coach i i i in the past the og listeners of the bonner show and the dual threat will will remember me claiming that calipari might not actually be a great coach and a lot of times he just relies on the the talent of his of his amazing recruits he has a lot of talent on this team, but it's going to require a ton of coaching mm-hmm. just because it's guys who are already established. They have, they have some super seniors themselves, one being from Davidson, one being from Iowa, one being from Georgia. They have a ton of talent all over the, all over the place, and they have one of the best guards, freshman guards, Ty Ty Washington. Um, but they're, they're going to need to find a way to make that to blend. And frankly, we're going to – I it's exciting to get to see how that'll work out. Um, I'm banking on them being really good this year, personally. Ty Ty Washington, speaking of him, he could be a first round pick. I think he's, he's a special player. Yeah. He's already been like pretty much proclaimed lottery pick. Duke is absolutely running a train on Kentucky right now, currently. Um, (laughs) But like we said, it'll, it'll, it'll take a while for them to gel. It will take a minute for them to gel. Well, let me jump into my second two seed here. Okay. Homer pick? Ohio State, man. Oh, maybe a homer pick after tonight. <laughs> maybe a homer pick after tonight. Barely beat Akron. Uh, I, like I Rival, said. Rivalry Akron, though. Big game. Big game. LeBron, Akron and, Steph Curry's, LeBron and Steph Curry's hometown. Exactly. Akron. Exactly. Yeah. So big game for Ohio State to start off the year. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, my, my algorithm came a lot with upperclassmen. These guys have like six seniors. They have a, a, a really great freshman recruit coming in. I have Ohio State being my second two seed. It's just because of all those seniors that are going to be playing for them. EJ Liddell will absolutely carry them to a good seed uh, at this point. It, it just depends on how good the rest of everybody else plays around him. So love it. <clears throat> my second two seed is going to be the Memphis Tigers, they are going to garner as many headlines as any team all year long. They have possibly the, the two like biggest NBA prospects outside of Duke. Duke probably has the biggest NBA prospect in Paulo Bonchero, but they also have Emily Bates and Jalen Duran. Those two have been getting headlines for the past, like what seems like three years. They somehow decided to both join Memphis. Penny Hardaway clearly dropped a major bag for them, but <laughs> Those, those two will get the main headlines. They looked amazing tonight when they played. But they also returned three really good starters that yeah. really should should have gotten them to the NCAA tournament last year in the first place. With the acquisition of those two freshmen, they'll, they'll be a really good team, I feel like, at least once March rolls around. 
I love it. I think you do have a ton of great players at Memphis. My only question for Imani Bates, because he's the guy that's gotten a ton of headlines, his wingspan is actually shorter than his height. Yeah. And I think in the NBA, there was something like 0.01% of players have had that or something like that. (laughs) So I'm kind of putting the question out there about Imani Bates. I'm not sure how I feel about him just because of wingspan. Yeah, I'll tell you this. He he looked like Kevin Durant tonight watching him. Unfortunately. <laughs> so he he uh, could have the wingspan of me. As long as he's got the talent he has, he's going to be a good good player, that's for sure. But I was with you. I think he had like a what a nineteen inch vertical or something like that. I don't I don't like, remember. We both can beat that. Come on, Bates, get that up. It it was really interesting seeing his metrics. So that yeah. played in that that was part of my algorithm. I kept that kept them from the the lead eight. I love it. But they do have a solid team. I love that. Yeah. Let me go on to my third team here. My third team of of the second seed. I'm going Arkansas. I feel like Arkansas maybe lost a Ooh. player or two last year, but I feel like they're a great team this year. Uh, Oh, I can't even remember who's on their team. I, I picked them earlier and now I can't even remember anybody's name, but they had they've, a, they've got a lot of electric players. JD yes. will be really good for them. They have a lot of electric players, a lot of uh, upperclassmen, I like to call them. They may be juniors, they may be super juniors. Um, but I, I, I like what I'm going to see from these guys. I'm excited for what they have. But my biggest note I have on them, they have a seven foot three guy. And that's, that's really what I cared about when I went. Don't, don't tell point. me, don't tell me it's uh oh shoot. Don't, don't tell me it's what's, his, oh, what's his name. I'm looking it up. Don't tell me it's Vanover. It is Vanover. It's Connor Vanover. <laughs> that guy, all I'll say is as soon as you watch him step on the court, you'll no longer be a believer in the seven-three Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't ever believe in him because he's not good. But I always yeah. love back in the seven-foot-three guy. I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, one of those seven-three guys that still looks like he's somehow like 12 years old. <laughs> so what I love about Arkansas is they have my favorite player. Um, well, not my favorite player in college basketball. Well, one of them, Chris Likes. They got him as a, got him as a transfer from Miami. He's five seven, so just oh. just goes to show he can maybe play a little one on or a pick and roll with with Vanover at seven three. That would be <laughs> something to watch. Chris likes is like Nate Robinson light, like he's sh- smaller than Nate Robinson somehow, and just has all the confidence of Nate Robinson too. So he's he's he'll be a name to watch come uh, come NCAA tournament time. I love it. I love those guys. Yeah. All right. Um, my third two seed is another STC team. Um, and this is a team that became really hot last year, has a lot of momentum in college basketball. That's the, the Crimson Tide. Um, roll Tide. They are, they are rolling. Nate Oates is, is probably the best young coach in college basketball. Mm-hmm. They, last year, they were one of the best shooting and scoring teams in the country. They added another top 10 recruit. They, they just like, what, what kind of hampered them last year, they fell to UCLA. They, they didn't have a go-to guy last year, so they're going to need that, need to find that this year. It's probably got to be Jordan Shackleford. I don't know if he has it in them, but the rest of their team is, is as balanced as anybody else's in college basketball. Yeah, Nate Oates is just incredible. I, I, I had them. I, I can't believe I didn't have them in just because of Nate Oates. He's incredible. So 
I missed out on that one. That's a big whiff by me. It's okay. It's okay. You'll be a believer in the oats by the end of the year. I'll believe in him. Well, Oscar Shebway with a huge play oh, right there. They're big within, O, baby. They're within nine now. The big O. The big O's got a double-double. Your boys trying to bring him back. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, for my last two seed here, there were a couple of teams I wanted to pick. I wanted to take Max Acemas from Oral mm. Roberts. Couldn't do it. They lost uh, that forward that he was playing with. That was yeah. really great. Ke- Kevin O'Banner. He went to Kevin. Texas Tech. Yep. He went to Texas Tech. So I, I just couldn't put Max Acemas. I wanted to go with a way big upset team. I went with Duke. It's the Coach K farewell tour. He's <laughs> not, listen to this. He's not going to be recruiting at all this year. He's just going to be focused on the players, on the game. It feels like this has to be an elite eight team for Coach K. And I have them as my last two seed. Oh, man. We had to bring out Coach K. We had to give him an award in the first Champions Classic game for some reason. Yeah, that was uh, lame. Even though he, he had nothing to do with it, but we had to bring him out just because, you know, it, it, it just it, there's going to be some sort of NCAA involvement that drags drags him to the Elite Eight, no matter yep. what. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want to throw up in my mouth saying it. But they do probably have what looks to be the number one pick in, in Paulo Benchero. He, he's playing tonight, and he's been pretty incredible to watch. He won't be as talented as Zion, but he will be a, a, a different type of player and a, a different type of talent this year. Um, they also are just a lot better all around. Obviously, this is Coach K coming off a, a, a missed NCAA tournament last year we cannot hide that fact i do not want to uh I, I want to shed as much light as possible as i can on that so you know they won't be missing it this year though no way no way who's your final team in the elite eight here scooter all right to wrap up our college basketball segment oscar shibway is going off right now man i'm, I'm not telling you lie. the big o he's going absolutely bananas that's like eight straight points for him don't it's count out the big o now. man it, it's going to be hilarious when they just end up losing by like 20 in hindsight, this coming out on Thursday, but he's going off. The big um, O, high, high risk, high reward sometimes. Sometimes you get some big lows from him. Sometimes you get huge games, but you got to love the big O. You've been on the Sheboy train a year and a half running now. I've got to shout you out. All right, my last team, I'm going to ride an enemy of yours, but it's Michigan. Hunter Dickinson will be the key. He's one of the best big men in college basketball. Um, coming back for his sophomore year. They have better athletes around him this year than they did last year. They were missing a key piece last year in their tournament run. But this year, what I'm excited about for them is they do have some of those top high-end recruits that they've been kind of missing in in years past with Jawan Mm -hmm. Howard. Purdue is getting all the top. Purdue is a big big snub from both of our Elite Eight lists. They are. They have have a – I want to shout out Jaden Ivey because he'll, he'll, he'll probably be a for sure lottery pick and one of, one of people's favorite players to watch. But I think Michigan will get the best of them in the Big Ten. I like it. I like it. They didn't make it into my equation, into my uh, algorithm. algorithm. Uh, yeah. You know, just because they don't have enough seniors that they missed out on the seniors train there. So uh, they, they yeah. are young. I, and they this year. rely on a ton of youth. You're right. This year, my algorithm is very skewed towards seniors, so I totally get it. But good pick. I love it. I need to see this algorithm, man. I'll get it. I'll get it to you. Yeah, you need to publish it. We'll see what it's spitting out. It's just 
honestly locks it seems like no no i can't be publishing this i just okay. this has got to be kept on the lockdown but i can i can share it with you we can look at it together get some insight on it but confidential content but you must just be using the joe lunardi algorithm <laughs> as well <laughs> no i i'm using them all it's all kind of a combination but we'll see okay good to know wow Listen. she boy she, she boy just sent a ball like 30 rows wow big old baby it's just this is incredible podcasting content right here you guys heard it here years ago about my boy oscar <laughs> chibway got let's let's finish off the podcast though let's give our draft kings picks for this week uh last week i barely edged you out you squashed uh, me again <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm keying the listeners and you absolutely torched me yeah, it was it was kind of a big week for me, but uh, I cashed again uh, this week. I figured out the the system. I just lose by a ton to you, and I make some money. That's the way to do it. I yeah. I'm super excited for DraftKings this week. Your your brother Mitch is hopping in our pool with us. He's going to be playing with <laughs> us. I'm excited to see who he takes as well. But let me go through my picks. Uh, I'm a back to back winner. I finally feel like I can go first. I'll let you kind of watch Oscar Chiwe go off. I had to bring in Mitch so that you could stop this two game Wayne streak. <laughs> well, I'm still, it's still just head to head, but I love seeing Mitch. He'll, he'll, he's going to come in and just beat us. I can already feel it. He, he did win $50 this week in the, the fourth quarter pool last night of the, the Monday night football game. So yeah, we're both, we're both, we're both screwed. Yeah. He said he didn't even look at either at any of the picks he made, but <laughs> 10 out of 10. So yeah, we're no definitely way. in trouble. Okay. Yeah. We're in big trouble. Yeah. Let me start off. I'll start off with my quarterback. I went Derek Carr. He's facing the Kansas City defense. Uh, I like Derek Carr. I said I've been backing him a lot. I'm going to actually back him in DraftKings this week. He's at 6,000. So Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going for my first running back, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers going against the Seattle Seahawks defense. They haven't been great against the run this year. Uh, Aaron Jones just seems like he's poised for a big game. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, he could get a lot of catches. If Aaron Rodgers isn't there, he'll be splitting a lot of the, the snaps with A.J. Dillon to get a lot of rush yards, but I like Aaron Jones. He's a touchdown machine. My second running back, I'm not fading him, Cordero Patterson, man. I've just got to keep him coming. He's at 6,600 for the Falcons. He's going against Dallas. He is, a, he is more of a receiving back uh, than a running back, so I, I'm excited to see what he has against this Dallas defense. My first wide receiver off the board is Michael Pittman Jr. He's going against that Jacksonville defense, which last week looked good. But outside of that, they they had a hard time stopping the pass outside of last week uh, in, in prior weeks. So I'm going Michael Pittman, who's gotten a lot of looks from Carson Wentz on that Indianapolis Colts team. Mm-hmm. My second wide receiver, I'm teaming up with Derek Carr, one of your strategies. I'm going Hunter Renfro. My guy, he plays in the slot. He gets a lot of looks on like quick targets. So he gets a lot of catches. So that produces a decent amount of points at 5,100. I like him there. And then for my third wide receiver, I'm going with kind of a guy that I've started to fade a lot more and, and kind of went away from Mike, Mikey Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's at 6,600. Uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings haven't been super great against pass offense. So I kind of liked Mikey Williams. I kind of liked Keenan Allen. I went with Mikey Williams just for the potential big play there. My tight end, I'm going with the Seahawks tight end. I'm going with Gerald Everett. He's at 2,600. I went with just who's the lowest 
tight end that I know is going to get some sort of snaps. I didn't like any tight ends this week, so I went with Gerald Everett, 2,600. My flex, I went with a running back. I went with Austin Eckler, also from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I I feel like maybe he gets a touchdown or two. He gets a a lot of catches out of the backfield against this Minnesota Vikings team. I'm going with a shock defense. I I can already picture what your face is going to be like when you hear my defense. Detroit Lions, 2,300. No, no, I'm, I'm writing them in a lot of lineups this week. Wow, interesting. Okay, cool. I like it. Going against our boy, Big Ben. Any defense that goes up against Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Any defense that goes up against Ben, they've got a chance. They do. They have a chance. Well, why don't you lead us off with your, uh, with your picks here now, Scooter? All right, so I liked a lot of your picks. Can we talk about Derek Carr and his hair? Did you see his hair? No, I didn't see his hair. <laughs> oh my gosh, just go ahead and just find, go find a pic of Derek Carr's hair. That's the only thing stopping me from believing him and him as a quarterback now is that hair, man. It looks like, everybody was saying it looked like Lego hair. It looked like it just got put on him out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> didn't belong on it. Um, all right, so... My, my quarterback, I'm riding with Matt Ryan this week. Um, he kind of had a, a, down, a little bit of a down week this past week, but he's, he's still pretty good value against a Dallas team that likes to give up some big plays. Um, he's 6,000. I've got um, J.D. McKissick, the Washington football team running back, 5,200. I think they'll be down uh, big to the, the Buccaneers, so I feel like he'll get a lot of catches and up from the backfield. I am not – fading my guy Jonathan Taylor this week he is still just the third highest um, paid running back in in DraftKings somehow but he has been the best player in fantasy for the past like five weeks they're playing jet the Jaguars he's so good there he's he has not steered me wrong since picking him so I'm going with him that's why I've been losing the past couple weeks I I got away from him I I thought he was going to be too much money then I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb, the, the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. He's 7,000 going up against the, the Falcons. I think he'll be a, a, a big-time play threat. I've paired um, on the opposite side of C.D. Lamb with, Rus- with Matt Ryan. I've paired Russell Gage. I think he's a good um, buy-down option at 5,000. He's had a couple of good weeks back-to-back. Um, I like stacking him together with Matt Ryan. Um, another target machine is Jalen Waddle, the Miami Dolphins, pretty much only wide receiver. Um, they throw to him a ton. He's got, he's only 5,500. So I think he'll have maybe some chances to do some, some interesting things on Thursday night football at tight end. I'm going with the Steelers tight end. He's officially inaugurated as the, the, the vintage white Steelers tight end. That just is <laughs> like a beast. Pat Fryermuth. He, I, I went with him last week. He was probably my highest scoring player in, in, from my team last week. He had two touchdowns on Monday Night Football. He's still really good value. I got him, I got him on my team before they adjusted his value after the Monday Ooh. night. So you might want to might find a way to slot him into some lineups this week. That's my, my hidden tip of the week. DK Metcalf is my flex option um, for the Seattle Seahawks, he's 6,800. I feel like he has a big, big week with Russell Wilson coming back. Um, and just maybe uh, 
I, I potentially see that as being a low-scoring game, but I think DK Metcalf just seems like he has the potential to go off versus the Packers, if anybody. Lastly, my defense is going to be the Carolina Panthers. I feel like the Carolina Panthers are, are – they've given me a reason to believe they're a fairly good defense in the past. They go up against the Arizona Cardinals, um, who still have some question marks with who will even be, be playing. They're one of the lower ends of the spectrum. So I might not stick with them. I might be back on the line straight with you as well. <laughs> well, uh, no, it's always, I think you should always go for a low defense because defense, even though the highest point scored last week was like 15 points by a defense, it's not worth going big on a defense. So that's it, a good pick. It, it never is, but you know, I don't need any negative points for my defense by any means. That won't help me <laughs> win any games. No, it won't. I do love Patty, Patty F, Patty Fryermuth, man. That's a you you went with him last week. That's a great pick. I'm super excited for it. I hope it pans out. That, I mean, that vaunted Lions defense is gonna shut him down. You know they will. <laughs> Dan Campbell, he knows tight ends, dude. You never know. Yeah, Dan Campbell might go out there and do it himself if he has to <laughs> my lineup one-on-one with Friar move he might he might have to yeah well i love it that wraps up part two for us scooter do you have any closing remarks before we let the listeners go my closing remark is unfortunately a sad one i just want to offer a shout out to uh a, i would like to think he's a friend of the pod he i i have impersonated him a few times on the show but dick vital Famous college basketball um, aficionado, one of the, the, the many voices of college basketball, obviously. He's, he's battling cancer right now. And in a time that college basketball starting up again, as much as um, I do love to pick fun at the, the voices of Dick Vitale, my heart is heavy knowing that um, he's going through that and the many people who are, are going through cancer and the many trials of the world so just prayers up to dickie dickie v um and the many people going through things like him um and knowing that like we'll all come out stronger from from all of this so that's that dickie v's been on my mind what can i say he he's iconic in college basketball and with it all starting up you know you have to you have to hope for the best for him as always no matter what it is I like that. My closing remark. Why don't you pull us out of the dumps? Yes. Pull us out of the dumps. I'm going on a happier note for Utah listeners. I am going Real Salt Lake made it to the playoffs for the MLS. I was super excited. I watched the game uh, on Sunday night. It was quite intense. They literally scored like a last minute goal to make them get into the playoffs. If they didn't score the goal, they were out of the playoffs. Super intense. I'm super happy for them. And I'm super excited for what college basketball has to bring. I saw that. I saw Real Salt Lake get it done. Quite an electric spectacle. Are, are you picking them to win the, the MLS championship now? No. New York City is probably <laughs> the best team in the league right now. So, But I, they've made it. So that's a good thing. You could have convinced the listeners. Yeah, I, I'm sure. No. It's okay, though. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure nobody would even know anything about MLS, but that's okay. Well, as we're closing here, Scott, it looks like what's the, what's the score for the Kentucky Duke game as we go out? It is 79-71. It looks like Duke's going to get the win. But your boy Oscar Shibway did almost get a 2020 game. Wow. So who was the real winner? It Oscar Shibway. It was yep. you. You got to love it. Well, yeah. 
that ends part two of the podcast. Thank you all for listening in. We'll catch you next time. See ya.